Okay, and Chavisat Halmidim on on pay, daf pay. The Rebbe the Rebbe has been talking to us about the significance of the significance of even brief moments of inspiration, even uh, aliyahs that last for a very short time, despite the fact that a person will descend back into what for him is a normal lifestyle, considered to be a normal, typical day. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says that it's important that each and every one of us experiences um, tzaddik moments, or tzaddik hours, and maybe even a tzaddik day. And he gave the marshal that we ended with last week, on the fine test, an amazing marshal about, very simple but remarkable about Hashem. In the marshal of the king and the palace is under attack, and there is a uh, the, the uh, minister of the king, and it makes a very very big difference if at least the minister, this person who works for the king, is faithful and is loyal, and therefore tries to to conquer back, to take back one room after another where the king can be, as long as the king sees that he's doing his best to fight against the enemy and to win back the palace, so then that minister is certainly loved by the king. However, if the king sees that not only is the minister not trying to take back the palace, but he's even in cahoots with the enemy, so then so then, um, if the if the uh, minister comes and says, Your Majesty, uh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, then every single word, every single word is disgusting in the king's eyes. So too, the Rebbe was explaining that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees that there's a Jew who's sincerely trying to, who's sincerely trying to win back the palace, which is what, which is the goof, which is one's life, and is even though the progress is slow and it might be only one room at a time or one part of your life at a time and it's a and it's a like a, a you know a house to house battle to, to win back to win ourselves back and to be in Hashem's box to, to win back the palace still if the person is at least honest about this even if they're even if it takes a very very long time so Baruch certainly loves that person on the other hand when there's an individual who's completely given over, God forbid, to the other side and hasn't even tried to drive out the evil from within him and to work on his midas and to work on his bechira, but simply allows himself to continue and to even be together with the enemy and then he'll come and say, Yizkadlov Yizkadlov, or come say, Asher Yishtabach so the, as if he's on the side of the king, as if he really loves the king so this, this God forbid, not only is it not pleasing to Hashem but it's something which is loathsome in Hashem's eyes. Therefore, on, 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 on page Pei, the paragraph beginning with Hamedrish Aimer, We've learned this before. This, the Rabbi discusses this in a few places in Darach Hamelach and in other in other places in his writings. He brings down this Medrash. The Medrash. <coughs> The Medrash says that fortune is the person who is taller than his sins. And I to the person 
whose sin is taller than he is, is higher than he is. So what does that mean? What does that mean to be taller than one's Averis? Either, either you're doing an Averis, you're not doing an Averis. Or you, either you get over the Averis or you're stuck in the Averis. What does it mean to be taller than one's Averis? To be above one's Averis. So we've spoken about this. The Rebbe explains, When a person is still drunk, a shikr, a person who's still drunk, while he's drunk, can he really choose... Can he really choose Libcha Is it really possible for him in the point of his drunkenness to choose not to be a drunk anymore, to really, really turn his life around, to make that choice? When a person's mind is totally, totally confused because of his because of the wine, because of drinking. Is he really in a position to make a choice? So how could a person strengthen himself and that's while he's in that state to to choose the, the path of holiness? If he's if he's completely in the hands of his nefesh Bahamas, of his animal soul. His mind is filled, is filled with the negayim of his of his yitzhara, or mevin l'rashu taiva the taifu hurah like a drunk person. In the mind of a drunk person, what's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. So, what does it mean, therefore, to be taller than one's averus? The rebbe's the rebbe's telling us that that first we have to be bali bechira. You have to be a Baal Bechir, you have to be somebody that's in a position to make a choice. And in order to be, in order to be, a position to, to be in a position to make a choice, you have to look at your life from a certain vantage point outside of your life. Because we're all, we're all drunk. And the drunk can't, can't honestly evaluate what's going on in his life, and he can't really distinguish between right and wrong. So we're pretty much the same. We're in a situation where, where because we're stuck in something, we can't really, we can't really see what needs to be done, and we can't really choose, make, we can't make a proper choice. So then, what can you do? What are you supposed to do? This is us. This is who we are. So what, what are you supposed to do? So the rabbi says that you have to be able, from time to time, and we're able to do this. From time to time, you have to be above yourself. This is what we learned last week. You have to be better than yourself. You have to you have to have times in life where you're, even if it's for a few moments, like we spoke about last week, the story, the Maisa with the Pinchas cards for that Jew on Simchas Torah, and the parents who are looking on the uh, who are watching uh, over the prison, standing on the on the treetops with binoculars to see that the suns come out for a few minutes. The meaning of that is that <clears throat> that every one of us is is like the drunk, and as a result of that, we don't know right from wrong. However, there are moments when we're sober. And when you're sober, then you're able to look and to, and to make an accurate uh, to make an accurate appraisal of where you're holding it, what's going on in your life. So what does it mean for what does it mean Hashem to be sober? It means to be a tzaddik for a little bit, to be a tzaddik, even for, even for for a half hour, for an hour, whatever it is, a shalashudas, a nig during a nigan, during a certain tefillah. Most of us we don't live that way. What we do is we. We make a certain. We look at everything in the categories that we grew up with, like in the, in, in the Gemara and in the Rambam. So we think, well, there are tzaddikim, there are benanim, and there are rishayim. 
Right? There are the righteous, there are those that are somehow in the middle, and then there are those who are wicked. And we put ourselves into, usually into, in, into the second or third category, not the third category of tzaddikim. And it's true. To be, a tzaddik is a, to be a tzaddik is a big thing. So we put ourselves in the other category. And therefore we feel that, we feel that we're, that, that, that since we're either benonim or rishayim, and if you ever learned Tanya, then you know to be a benoni is not a simple thing either. It doesn't just mean like a regular guy to be a benoni. So, as a result of that, the same way that, that you'll have a kid that'll, that'll see himself or herself as being like, you know, a B student or a C student, and, and if you tell that kid, yeah, but you know, on this exam, you really could rise above yourself. If you apply yourself and if you, and if you, you know, you're, you're, you're you really work hard, you could rise above yourself. It's true you're a B student. We're not, we're not telling you that you're going to become an A student. Okay, besides, you have certain limited kaychas, but on this test, you could become, you could become an, an, an A student for this test. And if the, child, if the child does that and rises above his or her mediocrity, then the child's able to see that it's shy, it's possible, and, and, and become more attached to a higher way of life. And be somebody that's not labeled in his or her own mind as a failure or as somebody who's just um, mediocre. So the Rebbe saying is the same thing. When, you're, when, you, when you see yourself as just doomed to a certain category of, of what type of a Jew you are, and this is the typical way that people think. This is the typical way that people think is that, listen, this is why I'm not, I'm no, I'm no tzaddik. You say, okay, I never said you're a tzaddik. But what about this Kriya Shema? Why don't you really, don't you really say this Kriya Shema like a tzaddik would say a Kriya Shema? Say it the way a tzaddik would say Kriya Shema. Think about every word. Try to say, or this paragraph. And try to say this paragraph as if you were the Chavaz Chaim. Try to say this paragraph. Put all your emotions into this paragraph. If a person would do that, the Rebbe says that you must do that. Then you would become a true Baal Bechira. Because then you'd be looking at your life from a certain vantage point. You'd be seeing yourself... Not from your, not in your drunken stupor, but you'd be seeing yourself. You'd look at yourself, and you'd, and you'd be able to see your life, and to and to and to make and to make choices that are that are real, that are meaningful, not just because you're you put yourself into a category and you're stuck in that place. That's what it means to be above one's to be above one's sins. So the Rebbe explains. Therefore, a person must must rise sometimes to be. It's true you, you do a virus. No, you have shown you're, you're, you're a person that does a virus. Okay, that's the reality. It's not good, but that's the reality. But Ashrei, Ashrei Hatle'ishu Gavoymi Pishav means, Mipshav means that a person who's, who is able, who, who even though he does a virus, he doesn't see himself as a Bala virus. He doesn't categorize himself as a Russia. He has moments where he's able to fly above that. And to really experience a higher way of living, a better way of life. So the Rebbe says that if the person does that, <coughs> then, then he's able to be a Baal because then you're able to see, wow, this is, this is really good. You know, and I, I can do it, and it's really good. It's Kishmak. I enjoy this. I'm not, I, I enjoy this. This is a, this is a wonderful. This is, it's a wonderful thing being in that place. But unless you, unless you, if you don't take those occasional flights. And you're, you're always grounded in, in, in that way that you've been in all the years. So then you're not, you're not in a position to make any Bechira. You're not in a position to make Bechira. Other Abba, those people usually make fun of the ones who are davening seriously or learning a lot. You know, they make fun of them. Because they don't know how good it is. They don't know how good it is. They, they look at people who sit and learn 
you know, the people who sit and learn day and night, they think that these are that these are the most deprived people in the world. They're the most deprived people. Someone who sits and learns must be suffering, must be in a horrible misery. These people, that's why they can't understand when their kids want to do that. Why do you want to make yourself miserable? Are you crazy? I'm offering you a good life. I'm offering you a good life. Drop this learning business. Uh, you know, major in this, minor in this, and 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 and, uh, and before you know it, four years later, you're going to make you're going to make a quarter of a million dollars, and you'll be happy like me. And 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 the kid never really saw that his father was so happy, Lamaisa. And even when he saw the happiness, it wasn't happiness. It was the hike of the seal was more just having a good time, but not really any sense of fulfillment or joy in life. And he could tell, you know, kids could tell when parents are happy. Kids got kids could tell when parents are happy. It's a clog goddle. Rabbi Leib says that, and the other tzaddikim said that children know intuitively when a parent's happy or unhappy. You can't fool them. The neshamas are connected in a very deep way, and it brings children down also. But children know when their parents are unhappy. So, <clears throat> the parent that that that, that parent can't, that this person can't understand it. Anybody that learns Torah day and night should be happy, and he thinks that these like these these Jews are sitting. You know, in, in some uh, in some apartment, you know, in 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 uh, in and they're, and they're trying to crack out uh, some learning. They must be so unhappy. And if they would, and if they would have the opportunity, that they would they would want to be like us. So the so unfortunately, many many people get stuck in this in this way of thinking, and they don't know what it feels like. They don't know what it tastes like. But if you're able to take, if you're able to, if any of these people would be able to take a real, real trip, a real trip to something better and, and, to, and to rise above, to go above that place, and they, then they'd be in a position to make a choice. They're not in a position to make a choice, not for themselves, not for their kids. How can this guy make a position? It always, it always amazes me. You have somebody's making a decision. You have a, you have a, you have a parent that's making a decision for the kid's entire future. How important will Torah be in that kid's life? And, 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 and. Like what? What position is his father in to make a decision of how important Torah is going to be in that kid's life when the only Torah he ever gets is like you know, maybe uh, falling asleep over over uh, you know a big gazunt on a Friday night or something? So he's in a, he's in a position to make he's in a position to make a choice about how important Torah is going to be for his kid. That's why they're making such crazy choices. How else can you explain? There's no other way to explain how someone's going to put a kid in a school where he learns Gemara for 40 minutes a day or something. He pusher doesn't understand. He's not a bad guy. These are nice people. These are good people. Just the person doesn't understand. But if he would have, if someone can imagine if this person would have sat down with a Shimon Shkup or a Chaim Brisker and had a Chavrusa for a year with a Chaim Brisker, no? And a Chaim would have talked him and learning. And then his kid would say, you know, Daddy, I'd like to learn a little bit. I think uh, I think 40 minutes is more than enough for you a day. More than enough. And it could be even a lady that teaches too. You know, ladies can learn tomorrow. It's more than enough. You can't, you never made, it, it, it's crazy. It had a chavrusa of Chaim Briska. If you had a chavrusa of Chaim Briska, you tasted something, uh, you tasted something so delicious, you would, t- you would tell your kid, no, I don't want you to do anything else except learn Gemara. Learn Gemara, one day you'll be like a Chaim. You won't be like, you won't be like me, you'll be like a Chaim. But you have all these parents, they're making decisions. The kid's going to learn this, the kid's not going to learn that. They're making crazy decisions. From where? It's like so, it's like you know. Can I make a decision about about like like about how my kid's doing in his like in his physics class or something? I barely know how to spell physics. <laughs> Let alone, I don't know what any of that's about. So one of my and all the parents are making decisions about their kids' Yiddishkeit. And they never. And they're not even the, the parents. Not about Bechira. 
What do I mean he's not a Balbachi? He doesn't know anything about Yiddishkeit. So what? So he's just a drunk. And you're asking, you like, you wake up this drunk and you say, what do you, what do you think your kid's entire life should be like? He says, I don't know, 40 minutes a day is fine. And you throw him back down in the street. And the kid's stuck in some, the kid's stuck in some crazy thing where, he, where, he, where then when, he, when, he's, when he's 30 years old, he, and he's a nice guy, and, he's, and then he's trying to, uh, he's trying to look in the English to figure out what does this word mean, what does that word mean, what does this word mean, is that... And it's crazy. We didn't. We should, Gemara's, learning Torah should be the most natural thing in our lives. And, and all of us are trying to make up for lost time. Why? Because choices were made by people who were who, who stoned out of their minds. That's when I mean stoned. I mean stoned on, 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 on secularism and on an Irish kite and on emptiness. And therefore they made a decision. Good people. I'm not talking about bad people. But they made a decision about our Yiddish kite. We're going to do the same thing for our kids. <laughs> We're gonna make uh, we're gonna make a decision for our kids that, that what that a kid should be the kid should be should be doomed to be an Amaris his entire life because that's what it is you know it's very hard to catch up I don't know if any of you have experienced this it's very hard when you when you get older to to, to it's very hard for us to try to catch up and to become Tamirichacham the best years of their lives for learning are now in the kids and and a parent makes a decision who to make a decision the kids gonna learn this and not learn that is about Bakir the thing to do. The the real the smart thing would imagine if you'd go to a tzaddik and ask a tzaddik, what do I do with my kid? I'm a drunk, maybe you have some ideas, Rabbi. At least I know I'm drunk. But maybe you could help me. So would it would it I think the best thing would be for for your child to have forty minutes a day of Gemara. I think that would be the best thing for your kid. <coughs> as long as it's Ivrit Bivrit. <laughs> all the guys that, that are being raised from the uh, from that program. <clears throat> no, it's a galachta. It's not what the Rabbi is talking about. So what does it mean? How are you taller than your avayers? What does it mean to be higher above? It means that if you taste of something better occasionally, you know it's geschmack. You know it's good. Then you know it's good, and if you know it's good, so then you have you're in a position to make a bechira. So you could then you could tell your kid honestly, listen. You could say, Uncle Adam says, I didn't learn like the, I, I'm not a tamachacham, and I didn't I didn't have I didn't have this opportunity. But Yankala, Torah is the most delicious thing in the world. And he says, How do you know that? He said, You're not a tamachacham. Say, I tasted it, <coughs> I saw it, I experienced what it what it could be like. And, and Yankla, I'm telling you, this is the best thing you could have in your life, is to learn and to steig and to grow and to, and to become a Rabchaim Briskin. That's, then you can tell you, and the kid will care, you know something, and the kid can look up to you, even though, even though you can't even learn with him at night, because the kid is flying past you. And, and you can't learn with A lot of parents get nervous about that too. You want to make sure the kid's not smarter than you. So, even though, the, even though you, you can tell your kid, listen, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not holding by that. I didn't go to, I didn't learn like that on that level. But the, but the kid's alright with that. He'll still love you. You know why? Because you, because you made the right choice for him, and you helped him. You helped him move in that direction, and you get him more help, and you work with him. You'll 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 you'll, you'll find uh, someone that can help him, and you'll encourage, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. There were great great guardian and sadikim whose 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 uh, fathers knew less than we do. Who were simple hardworking people that didn't have a chance to to sit and go to shiurim in those days. But but they but they made good choices and this and their children and their children knew that that in their father's eyes there's nothing that was more precious than learning. And you don't have to be and you don't have to be a London, but the child knows the truth. That's Asher Misha Gavarim The alternative is just dragging everybody down with you into the into the into the gutter. That's the alternative. So that's the Rebbe saying. 
At least once in a while, if you rise, if you go up to a higher place once in a while, she that you should be above your life, above yourself. And you say, yeah, this I'm not. I'm talking not such a tzaddik on a regular basis, but for this moment, it's it's terrific. For this moment, it's gewaldig. For this kriyashma, for this blat gemara. And what would be so bad? What would be so bad if, if a one day when you talk to a wife and you talk to kids, you try to be like you would try to be like the Chavetz Chaim in terms of your midas tayvus? But instead, what do we do? We say, you know, you say to the wife, I really like to talk to you in a nice way today, but you know that I'm not that kind of a person. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a benini Russia, so that's why I talk to you. So your wife could say, okay, but even a, even a even a Russia could have a good day. No, I'm consistent. I don't want to be a hypocrite. We come back to listen. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm always going to talk to you this way. Slip shots so for today. Why can't you be Rabbi Salante for this hour? Be Rabbi Salante. No. For the next for the next 15 minutes, be Rav Palm. For the next 15 minutes, talk with a sweetness and a gentleness. Don't yell and react when something doesn't go your way. Be Rav Palm for 15 minutes. So I, it's not me, I'm not Rav Pan. The Territ says, no, but you could be like Rav Pan for 15 minutes. And you could go above that. And then you know what? You see it's good. Then you see the inner Rav Pan had it good. You know why? Because it's good. It's a good feeling not It's a good feeling not to have to be a Meshuggah. Every single time things don't go your way. To start acting like a nut. It feels good to be in control of your life. And even if you experience it for 15 minutes, you say, you know, I'd like to do more of that. So next week, uh, next week we'll make a half hour of Pan. <laughs> feels good. Feels good. Not only that, you see your kids look at you a different way. You see your wife looks at you a different way. People, people, people see that there's something else going on inside, and it makes a difference. It makes a difference, and you know that it's the right way to be. And once you once you come to that place, so then so then you then you realize that you have the bechira to be this way. You have the bechira to be this way. Same thing if, if a person if a person is able to to, to to lose some weight on a diet, so then they could be a balbachira about their health and so on, or how they want to look. But if a person if a person is just you know lying on the couch, you know, with a, taking you know one bag of potato chips after another and another you know gallon of ice cream, and he's and he's lying, he says, Nah, it's, uh, what's the what's the nafka, What's the difference? What's the nafka, What's the difference? So he's like, it feels good to it. It would feel good for him to. To lose a little bit of weight, he'd feel better about himself. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be heaving every time he has to go up the stairs, like he God forbid, like you know, like he say he just finished a marathon or something. It would feel good, but since he never knew that, so he so he says that he tells his kids, listen, the most important thing in life is that potato chips and ice cream. Yeah, that's all. He doesn't know anything else. So the Rebbe says, but but for those brief moments when he's above his averes, miyitzo, in the giyosim, he rises above the whole world. And for that moment of pureness, for that moment of Aliyah, he's able to feel, I'm close to Hashem. And then he sees, now he's a Baal then he sees all of this is Shtusim. Then he's able to look and see all the stuff that I'm into the whole time. It's Narishkite. But when you're in the Narishkite, it's not Narishkite. It's only when you rise above the Narishkite, then you can look and say, this is silly. This is silly. <clears throat> when a person's in Nila, when a person's saying Nila, he can see how silly so many things are. 
when you when you saying Hashem Elokim, you see this is all those things are so silly that it makes such a big deal about the whole year. So how long is Leah? How long is the Aliyah at the time of Neilah? So for a few minutes you have an Aliyah, but at the, at the time of Neilah at least you're you're gavoa, you're, you're tall, and when you're tall you can see what's going on. And then when you're tall, you're able to you're, you're able to look and see what's what's the matter with me? What I take to all those things? The whole you're so serious. I forgot about what's important. I forgot about what's what's the tachlis of my life. That's what the tzaddikim said that it's so important that at least once a day a person should try to think about the tachlis of his life. What does it mean to think about the tachlis of your life? How many of us on a regular day stop and think about the tachlis of our lives? Stop and think about the tachlis. Of, you're trying to figure out the next phone call I have to make, or you know what you know. Should I go to the, the, the Grand Central, the LIE, or the Van Wick? Or, I mean, these are the Bechiris that you make in New York. <coughs> Bechiris. If, if a person would stop and think, what's the tachlis of my life? What are, what's the tachlis? For, for, for five minutes a day, what's the tachlis of my life? It would be a different life. Why? Because for those five minutes, you're on, you're on top of something. You're, you're above. You're high. You're tall. And when you're tall, you can look and see what's going on. But if you're all the time in the if you're in the thing, see you, you're not a balbachiri. You can't make choices of what to do with your life. The muscle that the Rebbe gave for this in Derech Hamelach, which we spoke about in Shul many times, and uh, in, in this in, in, in this year more so, is that of the uh, of the Ben Melech, of the prince who's, uh, who's, who's who left the palace and is all messed up and with the wrong guys in the neighboring town. And he doesn't even remember that he's a doesn't even remember that he's a ben Malach. He doesn't even know that he's a prince bechla. So there are all different people that want to talk to him about this and that. And the, and the king sent all these people, and 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 he wouldn't even talk to them. No, wouldn't even talk to him. He's bechla, not in the parish anymore. Then there was a certain wise man, the tzaddik, who said to the king, "If you let me, if you let me do it my way, I'll help your kid. I'll help the prince." The king said, "Whatever you, whatever you want." So the, so the, the wise men asked for a, a telescope, and they gave him a, the most expensive telescope. And he went to that town where the prince was. And the prince was, you know, whatever. He was on, you know, on the street corner with the gang, you know, hanging out. And uh, and here the tzaddik comes there, and the right, and he, he walks up to him, and, and right away the prince says, "Oh, here we go again. The, another another tzaddik. I'm not, I'm not interested." He says, no, I don't want to talk to you at all. I'm not even, I, don't, I just want to show you something really, in, there's something interesting, you know, uh, this, this latest uh, invention, you know, this really super-duper powerful uh, telescope. So that's that's interesting. So he shows, he, he, and he has it on the settings, of course, and the, 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 the wise man told the king to open the, the room of the prince and to set the, the room in the most beautiful way. And, of course, he looked into the telescope and he saw his room and he saw all that was waiting for him and he remembered that he was a prince. And he left that town, and he went, and he married a princess, and lived happily ever after. And uh, it would be nice if it would be that simple, and we just to, we would all buy telescopes and have them in our closets ready for ourselves and for our loved ones. But what the Rebbe is saying is that that when a person is in that Indian, when he's with the guys on the when he's with the guys, you know, hanging out on the corner, see, Pasha can't listen, he can't hear, and that's that, and that's why it's such. That's why in many of the. Um, Many of the many of the yeshivas, many of the schools. If you're trying to you're trying to yell at the kid and to reason with him, and he's in a place that he's not hearing it, it's not going to work. It could even it could dig him deeper into a hole. 
There's only one one answer. The Rebbe says is Ashrei Misha Gotleisha who Gavomikshav, which means you have to you have to show him that there's something greater, there's something bigger. He has to see that he has to see that there's something that there's something <coughs> there's something above what he's in, and it's something which which every kid can experience. Every kid can experience. That's what somebody told me that. I once mentioned it here. It's that, that uh, somebody told me that Reb Shlomo Feierfeld and Reb Shlomo was a rebbe. He was a rebbe in Toronto, in high school, many years ago. It was like his first teaching job. He was a rebbe in high school, and uh, and Reb Shlomo came in came in uh, the class, and he um, he told the boys to pull the blinds to pull the blinds. Down. I didn't know what was going to go on. Usually, you know that that was a bad sign. That was what's going on. And Shlomo told him to to pull down the shades, whatever, and um, he started singing with them. The Guna. they never had that. They never had that. He started singing with them, and that he was kind of the entire class. Imamish was kind of them. You know, now we take that for granted. Here you have now they have a music period. But this was like you know in, in the old school, and here you have a year. You have a year that sat down with the boys and started singing nigan with them. You know what happens? You know what a nigan can do? A nigan can take a nigan can take a kid that's that's in the lowest place and for and for the time of the nigan it could take him above all of those things. When you sing it when you sing a, a real nigan with a Jew, you take him to a place that's above his averus, that's above what he's stuck in. You take him out of that place and he sees something better. He sees something great. That's what a nigan can do. A nigan can take you can, a nigan's like a telescope. A nigan's a telescope, because you say, "Listen, who am I? I'm I'm not in a good place. I'm not in the palace. I'm I'm in this miserable little uh, town, with my miserable chaver uh, here." But a nigan, a nigan shows. A nigan gives a, a a feeling. A nigan is the telescope that that shows you that there's something there's something above above the, that place that you're in, and then and then you want more, and then there's, and especially there's a record. That's what a maise does too. You tell a story to a Jew. You tell him a maise from Sadiqim. What's a maise from a tzaddik? A maise from a tzaddik. A maise from a tzaddik is also it's a telescope. It's telling a child this is what you could be, and that's exactly the Rebbe says. That's exactly what 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 did Hashem's Baruch do when Yosef at tzaddik was in that place and he was being tempted by the wife of Potiphar, which is that what's happening to all the kids now. Every kid is. You think it's just Yosef at tzaddik that has to be stuck with some Potiphar? With some wife of Potiphar, every 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 kid goes through these things. So what did what how how did Yosef at Sadi get out of that? So Rashi doesn't bring the whole Gemara, but the Gemara says that Hashem showed Yosef at Sadi his father. He saw the, the image of his father that we know from right Rashi says, and his father showed him the 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 uh, the Chayshin the Urmetumim, and he showed him and, and he saw the stones lighting up, and he saw that his stone was was missing. And his father said, "This is he said, this is what's waiting. Look how look look what a, look, look what a beautiful thing is waiting for you. That's the telescope. Not to put down, not to insult, not to humiliate, but to show how beautiful Yiddish guy can be. That's what it means to give a taste. To show if you show someone how beautiful. That's what I meant before. If you would give that that father a chance to learn with Reb Chaim, you don't have to scream at him that you're not learning. You're nice for if you're no good." Just give him an opportunity. You give him some learning. You give him an opportunity. 
we see something better, and then and then and then he goes meshuga with Torah because the Torah is the most beautiful thing in the world. So when Yosef Atzadik was being drawn, was being pulled into the other side, so how did Hashem pull him out? He showed him a vision of his father, and his father said, Yosef, do you know who you could be? Do you see how beautiful it is to be a Jew? And 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 if Khalila, if you if you fail, then look look what you're giving up. That's the telescope. So even though. We're regular people, we're not Bali Madrega, but, but we have to be the kind of people that give our kids that, that arm our children with those kind of telescopes. That's, that's the only way we could manage. You have to give your kids a, a, a picture of something much bigger in Yiddishkeit, much deeper in Yiddishkeit. And, and don't assume it's going to happen just because of the curriculum that they have in school. That's not necessarily going to happen, although that's all important. That, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It means that we, you have to be the kind of a, of a father father or grandfather that, that, that you know takes a, that, that will that will take a kid for a walk someplace and we'll talk about the Bernishlam for five minutes. Just to tell them the Bernishlam made this, the Bernishlam how much he loves you. That he that that he gave you that he gave you this and he gave you that. And for a child to be lifted above that place of, of where all of his friends are that they're just in that sense that's the Narish guy. Otherwise, why would you why would you choose why would you choose Torah over television? Why would you why would you do? Television is much more gishmak than the Torah that he, or the Yiddish guy that he has. So it's not even a, it's not even a, he's not even in a place to make a to make a choice. So that's what he says. The Rebbe says that when you rise above, then you're able to see. It's called Maisei. It's called Maisei Narusa Lishtusa. Then you're able to see that all of, all the Maisei Narusa Lishtusa. And if somebody if somebody would learn with Reb Chaim. If some would, if we would be zayich learning the Reb Chaim Bisker, it doesn't have to be Reb Chaim. But could you, I'm just saying, can you imagine just to set it up that we should understand? If you would learn with the Reb Chaim, you think that you think that you that you would that you would then go back to your to, to that editorial, that your favorite writer for that paper that you that you read, and say, wow, this is so unbelievably gishmak. I'm waiting the whole week for this. You'd see that it's still some vahavon. See, it's Irish guy. This is what's important in your life. This is what's important in your life, some, 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 some newspaper. This is what you look forward to. This is what you go around telling everybody, did you see that article? You, see that article? you should be saying, did you see that Tysis? Did you see that Tysis? If you learn with the time, you go around telling the whole world, you got to look at this Tysis. You never, there's a gewalt of your Tysis. Instead, people, get, people meet each other in the train. They say, did you, did you see the, the, the Sopranos last night? I heard about this. One of my students was telling me that it's a mafia show or something. I don't know. Did you see the, the Sopranos last night? Imagine. Not did you see Tysis? Did you see that Rambam and uh, the Rambam? Wow! What do you think about that Rambam? And people that and, uh, people that, that that are into the that are into the Sopranos. So if you hear you hear Jews talking about Rambams and Tysis, they look like they're, they're crazy. There's something wrong with them. They, they need they need help. I know the truth. The Nebuch, they never had anything. So this is what they find exciting. So they wait the whole week. They wait to see when is this show. I don't know if it's on every day, once a week. But they look the whole. They look forward the whole week. When are they going to see this? When are they going to see this show? Who's going to Who's going to kill who? And who's going to marry who? Marry nobody gets married. Who's going to Who's going to spend spend an evening with who? Not to, did you hear about this? Story? It's a story. Did I hear? Did I see something in, in Kedusha's Levy last night? Wow! I got to share it with you. So how are you even a place to make a bechira? This is what we have to ask ourselves. Chlal bali bechira. Not about Bechira. What's Geshmak? See, he doesn't know that Tais is so Geshmak. He doesn't know that Kedush is Levi is so Geshmak. So what does he therefore think is Geshmak? The same stupid thing that people whose names are really soprano think is Geshmak. 
That's all. <laughs> but when you rise above it, then you're able to see. You're able to see it. You wouldn't even be able to look at it again. You think it's so silly. It's so silly. Or your favorite, your favorite newspaper that you that you carry around like 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 a like it's a dafiyomi. You carry around your newspaper or something, and, and your whole life depends on what it says in this newspaper. Who cares? Some 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 narishkat, some idiotic persons writing something that's not even true, and that's important to you. But Taisus is not, and not not a blood kamara. So you can't even see the shtusim and the yitzra and the tiyosav. You can't even see what your yitzahar is. But if you rise above, then you could. If you rise above it, even for a moment, even for for an hour, then you're able to. Then you're able to see what your yitzahar really is about. Then you're able to see what what, what your yitzahar with all of its netiyas. Then you could. Then you could see it for for uh, uh, really is, which is a snake, it's just a snake, a monster, a serpent. That's all the yitzahar is. But but when you don't rise above the yitzahar, the yitzahar looks like it's your best friend. Yetzirah looks like it's 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 the Yetzirah looks to you like it's like it's on your side. It's doing you the biggest taiva. But when you rise above that, even for a short time, then you're able to see that the Yetzirah is the Yetzirah is, is is trying to destroy me. It's disgusting. Ashmiatzmi is bayish v'yiv chadleim ahay ma kol kach bozim shukatzani. Then you're able to 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 look at yourself and to say gevalt. I can't believe how disgusting I am. But me, there's a shdus some gruus with these terrible midas and these terrible shtusim, the narishkeit that I'm involved in. How am I tearing away myself? How am I tearing myself away from the source of the of my ancestors, Nishmas Yisrael, the soul of Yisrael, which is within me, how am I tearing that away from the Mekor HaChaim HaKadusha? How am I tearing that away from the source of all life and holiness? So a person that never learned, if a person never learned Shemir Zalashim, and he never thought about it, so he doesn't think, so what's so bad if I say that guy's an idiot? And what's so bad if I say, what's so bad if I speak Lashon Har? He doesn't know that at the moment that he's doing that, he's tearing himself away from the, from, from the Baruch Shalom. He doesn't know. And how he's thrown himself into a into a nest of snakes and, and serpents and a place of filth and death. And that's what a mamish is. Person would, would would be would be filled with fear and he'd begin to tremble. And bechol koychi is chazek yinayir is nafsho v'gufaim and harefishim and anachoshim akruchim by. And he would, with all of his strength, with all of his strength, he would try to shake off from him these snakes and all of this filth that's become attached to him. If he knew, if he was able to know that it's disgusting that they're snakes, he would shake it off. He would do whatever he's able to to shake it off from himself. But he doesn't know, because he because he's because he, he's stuck in it, and because he's in it, it seems to him to be fine. He doesn't see it for what it really is. He's never above himself. He never rises above himself. Now you can make the choice to live a life that's holy. Until now, you weren't about bechir. 
Everybody, every, every single one of us thinks that we're complete Baal Bechir, we can do whatever we want. You want to do mitzvahs, you want to do aveyas, you can do whatever you want. So this is not true. This is not true, not about Bechir. It's a, it's, it, that's what the Rebbe said about cleaning out one's room and about being in, putting yourself in a position where you could make a Bechira <clears throat> and, and, and at least those, those times when you're able to tear yourself away and then you could be a Baal Bechira Vahim gamata Bochi Yisrael Incha Magisha B'yayim Shata Loimid Bahasmada He says to Bochi Don't you feel that on a day you know how good it feels on a day when you're learning properly by smother, when you're really, really learning well, and you really had good davening that day, according to your abilities, and, and you know that time when, you're able, when you were able to draw yourself a little bit closer to holiness, you know that you're embarrassed then at that time from your from the way you usually are and you're embarrassed from all your stusim from your from all your narish guide. You know that. When you're really, really into things and you're learning and you have a good day, you're able to look honestly and to see that this is crazy. What am I doing with my life? And aren't those aren't the, the and, and, and isn't it true that the stusim that are, are just the narish guide it's, it's all filthy in your eyes? And during a day when you're when you're learning well and you're davening well, or right after that day, you know for yourself, you know that it's easier than during that day to have control over yourself, to control yourself. to straighten yourself out, mamish. You know that when it was a good day of learning and davening, you know that you could do that, and you want to do that. Why? Because you have bechira now. Because you put in a good day of learning and davening, so you're Baal a little bit. And that's what I'm talking about, the Rebbe says. To lift yourself up. You might think this is only something big tzaddikim do. It's not true, the Rebbe says. Every single one of us. Each person according to his own matzav, Mukhrach Lahale says Kalatsma has to lift his entire self up. I'll call upon him at least, at least, Lizmanim Alaprakim. At least, at least from time to time. To try. And look how the Bhagavad gave us <coughs> gave us Shabbos. Every week we have Shabbos. And there's tremendous Kaikas and Nefesh. And there's a Nishama Yaseru when it comes to Shabbos, there's an additional Nishama. That means on Shabbos a person is able to lift himself up. Even the, the, and when you have a good, when you have a Shabbos that's good, when you have a Shabbos that's geschmack, then your, your week is different because you become a balbachir with a good Shabbos. But if your entire Shabbos is, but if your Shabbos is no different except that you don't turn on lights or whatever, you, but if your Shabbos is not really, if the Shabbos is not really different, so then how could the week be different? Hashem Yisbar gave us every week that we have Shabbos, and Shabbos is a time where a person can lift himself up, not from that place of the week. And then if you, and then when you taste something beautiful. And you and you spend Shabbos in a beautiful way, and you have it, and you have with singing and with learning and with avoid and with davening, where you put your kaiches into into davening and to try even with the tikkun hamidas to talk to to talk to your wife, to talk to the children, to talk to other people in a nice way, in a good way. So Shabbos is a, Shabbos is a tremendous opportunity because of the neshama you say to to come more into touch with that with that person, the people, the person who you know, the, the one who we really. The real, the real I, and and therefore, 
The Zoya says that all of the brachas of the, of the week come from Shabbos. That's what it means. Because if your Shabbos is Shabbos, so then you can have a real week. But if even your Shabbos is nothing, just to, it's just a way of fressing and resting and it's nothing. So then how are you supposed to be different? You never tasted anything different. Your whole, your whole life is, 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 is just, it's just the six days of the week. And then Shabbos is just a, a more comfortable day. It's a more comfortable day. And what if somebody would come, what if the Baruch Shalom would, would announce, a Navi would come and say, that this Shabbos, everybody's off from davening. Just resting and eating, no davening. She say, no davening? No musaf? No, not, not musaf, not shachris, not kriya Torah. Just stay, just stay in bed. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to shop at, you know, at 9.23. Just stay in bed. Just relax. <coughs> relax, and then when you feel like it, you get up to eat. After, and after, no, no davening, no kiddush, nothing. Just resting and, and eating. For, for many people, that would sound like a very tempting offer. A very, very tempting offer. Unless, I mean, you, you might want to stop by show a little bit to, you know, pick up on some stuff that happened during the week, just for 15 minutes to check in and to see the guys, you know, to see anything doing, you know. Did they get divorced? Did they get remarried? What's going on over there? <laughs> check in for 15 minutes, finish, and go back home and continue the meal. And if, and, if you, and if we think in our minds, and if we're honest with ourselves, that, that would be pretty good smack. We wouldn't do it because we're afraid of Hashem. We don't want to get, you know. But if, if we would have a heter, not to daven. And what if someone said, you don't have to daven the rest of your life. You don't have to, you don't have to get up for daven. Just, just, you just eat and, you just eat and, you, and you're on your way. So it, if there's this little part inside of us that says that, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. It means that it's a big Rahmanas. It means that it's a big Rahmanas. <clears throat> because it just means we never had a real davening, we never had a real Shabbos. If we would have a real Shabbos, if we would have a real Shabbos, then 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 we would understand it. That a real Shabbos it can't be Shabbos without 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 a Shachos, without a Musaf, without without hearing the parish of it can't be a Shabbos. And a person wouldn't be able to live without it. <clears throat> And now our, our grandparents and great-grandparents who knew less than many of us, but this was something which was so clear to them that you can't live without Shabbos. Shabbos is a whole life. It's Shabbos. Everything leads up to Shabbos and everything is, 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 take, is drawing from the past Shabbos and getting to the next Shabbos. That's all there is. But because we have things a lot better than most of our ancestors, so we imagine that we don't need Shabbos. So we don't need Shabbos. And if we need Shabbos, it's because we need a day off from work and we need to be able to have our favorite foods because the whole week I don't eat those cakes and Shabbos I do have the cake. And you have people that they put, they put more thought into which mazanis they're having and to, and to, and to what, whether they're having a chol into this kind of chol, where they're going to have their kiddush, more thought into that than what they put into the parasha, what they put into, what they put into, into the davening. So without Shabbos, so what Hashem gave us, Hashem gave us Shabbos and Yom Tavim to take us to a higher place. So when He takes us to a higher place, then we're able to be Bala Bechir and we're able to decide what we want to do with our lives. So a Jew who's working the whole week and hardly has any time for anything, Shabbos, he should spend the Shabbos learning as much as possible. Friday night should be a night we put in, we, we're coming out to the, like the Tzadikim, I always remind you, call the Holy Winter Nights. We're coming, the, the clock is going to change, Chaisar, right? The clock is changing next week. Or next month is Shabbos, I guess. The clock is changing. 
So it's Friday night. Friday night. This month is Shabbos. Okay, so that means the next Shabbos already. Next Shabbos is going to be. Can you imagine it's going to be unbelievable? Next Shabbos, with with having with potato and luxem kugel, you could still be finished by six thirty-seven. No, with two kugels and 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 with a and with a good dessert, you could still finish by seven o'clock. So then you then you're going to have to make a choice. So now what happens? So if, if seven o'clock you sit over there and for fifteen minutes over you know you, you look at the you look at the chumash a little bit and then you go to sleep at eight o'clock eight thirty you see you're lost. But if you're able to if you're able to use these Friday nights and to sit to put in four or five hours of learning, can you imagine? It would be a different week. What a different life it would be. Whole life would be different. Friday night to sit and learn. To sit and learn Friday night. It's quiet. It's good. It's kishmak. It's more important than having than having ten people over in your house, and which is not even what they call nowadays. It's not you know it's not It's time. It's just socializing. It's, these are religious parties. That's all. It's not so. is is not is something else. Somebody needs a place here. What do you mean Someone about it. But uh, what families getting together and sitting around and schmoozing? That's not called achnas That's just parties. That's just the sweet sixteen. You have husbands and wives sitting together. This one, you're playing him, playing this. It's a bechlal mitzvah. It's a bechlal not a mitzvah. Whether it's a veir or not, that's a different discussion. And, and I have to know some limitations. Uh, even even Weinberg has to know sometimes to keep his mouth closed. <laughs> <laughs> a mitzvah is not a mitzvah. That's for sure. You take someone that's not. You take someone that's not from. They're trying to be from. You take someone that's poor, or you have some rishivas visiting from Eretz is the biggest mitzvah in the world. But they think in America that achnas azarchem means that my neighbors come over for kiddush and for lunch. That's not called achnas azarchem. That's achnas azarchem. That's down. That's uh, because you can't stand to be alone with your family. So you have other people with you. What does it mean? You're sitting with your family. I know it sounds very extreme, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be friendly people and nice people and you shouldn't socialize. And I'm, not, I'm but I, if I'm saying it in a very strong way, it's to, it's to make a point. And then, Mister after that, you realize that I'm not. I don't mean that we shouldn't be that we should be unfriendly. I'm not talking like that. But I, but but it's just it's all part of the demyonis. And and if you say it, and they look, you know, you, they, they believe me what I. What I say is not a millionth of what I would want to say. I mean, it sounds like I'm saying, and say, it sounds like I'm saying more than I should be saying. But it really, it's not even a millionth. It's the whole, the whole thing is shek of a chazav. The way the our whole way of living is shek of a chazav. It's all, it's all comes from a not Jewish place. It's, it's, it's not. What does it mean to be yid and to have shivas for kedusha and to bring our children up the right way and to? If Shabbos would be Shabbos. You spend four or five hours learning. <clears throat> On a Friday night, what a different, what a different life. And Motzei Shabbos. Look what Motzei Shabbos is going to be now. The winter is the most unbelievable time. You have a, you have a Motzei Shabbos. You have a Motzei Shabbos. It could be quiet. It could be quiet. By 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 eight o'clock, by nine o'clock. So so how's it possible? You still have you still have grown-ups. You still have grown-ups that that need to go out on a Saturday night. Grown-ups. I'm not talking about kids. I I, I know. I remember in high school. Okay, if you didn't go out, you were like you know you thought you'd never get a shidduch. I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about grown-ups. Grown-ups. I had uh, my, my my daughter's uh, you know babysat over the years. There was a one of my kids was babysitting for someone. Every single Motzei Shabbos, every single Motzei Shabbos, they went out. And I'm, and I'm not talking about to go to Chaim David at or to Malavim Alka or something. They, every single Motzei Shabbos to this show, to this friend, to, to this this place, that place. Grown-ups. 
I don't know. Am I, do you understand? I don't get it. Why can't they stay home and why can't they talk? Or, 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 or read? Or spend a little, or just, you know, uh, I don't know, knit or something. <laughs> Where are you going? What are you, like, what are you 16 years old? People, grown-up people, they do all the time, where are we going, where are you going, what are you doing, this, catching this, going there. I'm not even talking about anything religious. When, when do people grow up? When do people grow up? It's like, you're like like teenagers, they think they're teenagers. She stands there by, a mirror, by the mirror for, for an hour, putting on this, they're going out to the show. So you know, you go, you go, you go once a year, you go to the show. I don't know, that's also, I'm not talking about whether yes, no, but, but every single month of Shabbos, the worry, where are we going, what are we doing? And then you expect, and then you want your kids to be to be Bali Madragas. You want your kids to be mature, and they have parents who are making believe they're teenagers. The kid, the kids, the kid comes back from Israel, was in yeshiva, he's on fire with Torah, and mom and dad are going out every Saturday night. The kid, the kids got it right, and the parents, are, the parents uh, are at risk. <laughs> the kid's fine. They're going running around like little, like little kids. <clears throat> People that are afraid to talk to each other and spend some time with the mishpachas. Just and even if you would stay home and just play Scrabble or Monopoly or something and hang out with the kids, and so then good, bring home a pizza and spend some time with the kids. Kavaldik. I'm not saying everybody could sit, but you have you have a long Matzah Shabbos, and and where and where do you squander? You're gonna 120. You're gonna tell the Rebbeinu Shalom. You're gonna tell the Rebbeinu Shalom all the movies that you saw on a Saturday night, or that you or you or now you don't have to even go to the movies. You could just go to to. Blockbuster or you could, something, and and uh, you could pick up a video. We're going to pick up a video. We're going to watch a movie, and catch a movie. Like like little kids, <laughs> nothing more important in their lives to 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 watch somebody else watch somebody else's life on a movie. You don't have your own life. You don't have your own life. And you tell somebody that's learning Torah, why don't you get a life? Where do you get your life? I get mine in Blockbuster. Where do you get yours? In Panavish. Go <laughs> right? get a get a life. Oh, okay, you so you have such a boring life. What do you sit at home? You too, you just you don't do anything. Why don't you get a life? And where do they get their life? Ugh, they get a life. What a life they got. Devaldik. P G R. That's the life they have from Shanarishkai. It's a shek of a chazer. And 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 if you. If you say the truth, you know. <coughs> but if a person, if, if a person will listen to the aces of the tzaddikim, and that's what the tzaddik is not saying that you have to become. The Rebbe is not saying you have to become a tzaddik overnight. Maat maat slowly tzibislach. But he's saying to know the truth, not to do, not to delude yourself. And even if it's the same person, maybe he does have to go to the movie, because maybe otherwise, uh, whatever, it's going to be a problem, who knows what. So he has to go to an occasional movie. But at least to know, shtusim havolim. At least, you know, at least when you, when you walk in, you tear Kree or something. <laughs> but you don't stand like an idiot, like, you know, smiling and enjoying it. You bring home a movie, and this like, you get a whole chiesim, and your kids see, this is what gives my father and mother chies. kid knocks on the door, the kid wakes up in the middle of the night, knocks on the door, and his peers, his parents are, are watching a movie. That's what gives my parents a chiyas. That's what. That's what. Uh, at one o'clock on a Monday Shabbos, my parents are watching a movie. And what do you want from the kid? His parents live in Disney World. Is Halavai. And then you want the kid to be. Then you want the kid to. 
Chshivas to, to live in the real world, which means the real world. The kid knocks on the door. His parents, are, his parents are grown-up people, and they're, they're watching movies, and like, like little kids hiding in the room, locking the door, like we did when we were kids. You know, the parents do the same thing. They wait till the kids are sleeping, and every kid knows exactly what the parents are up to. A klal. Every kid knows exactly what the parents are up to. Then the shamans know. And even if you're able to pull the wool over their eyes, they know. <coughs> so what are you doing? And, but if Shabbos would be Shabbos, then Matzah Shabbos would be different too. Then you wouldn't have a Cheshik Matzah Shabbos. If you, would, if you would have a real Shabbos, so why is it that all the people, there's so many people that they're standing in shul already, but Shabbos Shabbos, so that time, you know, it's getting, they're, ready, they're itching to get someplace. Because, the, because Shabbos is not Shabbos. Not davening, not learning. Not, not avoiding, not taking on me, there's nothing. So, so then, of course they want to get away from Shabbos. But if Shabbos would be really would be Shabbos, then then you wouldn't you wouldn't be worried about it. And that's why it's not a bit the evidence that here in the shul, I'm sure you've noticed over the years how, you know, when I I, I make a point that Moshe Shabbos should not be exactly when his man is, and it's not it's not an accident. Because because I believe that the most important thing to teach Jews is that Shabbos is something good. Shabbos is something that we should go a little bit vaiter, not just stam, not that uh, this is it, this and then Shabbos. Shabbos is the most. Shabbos is main alam haba, and you don't run out from alam haba. You don't run out from Gan Eden. Shabbos is something which is. Shabbos is something which gives a juchias. But if Shabbos is not Shabbos, if a person spends the entire Shabbos, you know, uh, listening to some to, 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 to some speech about you know the the, the, the rabbis are going to daishin about the sniper this this show, that's going to be the material for the for the drushes. Snipers me derise to me nayin. That's just going to be this Shabbos is the topic for this Shabbos is where do we see snipers in the Torah? Daishning about oh, you, you want to bet? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Just like there were drushes about anthrax, and drushes about this, and drushes about the other. Guaranteed. So, if I would hear things about snipers, I also would want Shabbos to end. Who wants to hear about snipers on Shabbos? So, so of course everybody's itching to get to a movie or to get to some card game or to some narish guy, whatever they do. Because Shabbos is not Shabbos. If Shabbos would be Shabbos, aye, then you want to have a Malava Malka. Of course in America people don't want to have a Malava Malka. What's Malava Malka? I'm not talking about the eating. Believe me, I could barely eat anything. My wife will tell me, I'm not Shabbos. I can't, I, 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 I can't eat like that. I have a little piece of challah and a tiny piece of fish. I, it's hard to eat. It's not the eating. But to sit and sing me is not Shabbos. Sing Smeus Matzah Shabbos to fear Malava Malka, to light a candle, to sing Smeus Matzah Shabbos. But if you, if, you, if you come off in the movie, you feel funny lighting a candle and saying, I'll tear out of the Yaakov. I mean, what are you going to... It seems funny, no? I mean, what are you going to do? But if Shabbos would be Shabbos, you'd want, you, then you'd have a, you'd have a Matzah Shabbos, you'd, put in the, you'd spend some time with the family, you'd put in a few hours of learning, you take out some candles, you light a candle, and you say, "For my tzoy, askinu sados." You say, "David melchachav v'kai my tzoy yomenucha hamtzil amach ravacha." Be a different week, a different life. Well, Hashem's book should open our eyes. I'm sorry, I know it was very repetitious. I just—it's not—it's uh, not cycle. It's just uh, the, the heart is broken, so that it comes out more than I should say. And forgive me if I say anything to insult anybody. Akapanim, I meant everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we should be Zarkim Mitzvah Shem to have a good Shabbos. <laughs>